Welcome, welcome, welcome back, film fans. This is Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 30. Oh, yeah, let's do it. This week, film fans, we're going to be talking about uh, Mission Impossible, Fallout, and uh, Equalizer 2. Absolutely. Tawana, what are we going to drink this week? So this week, uh, this is the end of the summer series that we've been sort of long It's been a long, hot summer, don't you think? (laughs) Yeah, very long. Very wet in New York. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. Um... So anyway, so the last of, the, I think, like, sort of like the summery drinks for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to start, like, really paying attention, because I was just picking as many summer drinks that I was curious about, right? or thought would be economical for people, or just thought it would be fun to do, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, so I've been eyeing this one for a while, and it's been around, but I just haven't picked it up because I had, you know, other, other agendas. Right. So anyway... Um, it's Bell's out of uh, Comstock, Michigan. Okay. Oberon Ale. It's an American wheat ale. Uh, basically, so their tagline is, it's an American wheat ale with a spicy hop character, mildly fruity aromas, and the color and scent of a sunny afternoon. That's dramatic. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't bad. This is my first time trying it. I know that's a little cheesy. But, you know, between this and, uh, what was the other one, Mission Ale, which was straight out of, like, Mon- oh, Montauk. Okay. So Sorry, is that is that an ale or a, or a description of the new Calvin Klein fragrance? I know. It's a little cheesy. But we had we had what we called white girl beer last time, which was watermelon session ale from okay. the Montauk company. Got it. And it was uber- it was wow. actually pretty good, but it was uber whitish. I felt a little okay. like I should have rosé in my hand. Nice. Yeah. Nothing wrong with good rosé in the summertime. Nah. But anyway, so this is, I thought it was pretty good. It does have a bit of a hop character, but not so overwhelming because we all know I'm not a fan of hops. Right. Um, in abundance, so I don't like IPAs and all that. Big on heifers, big on wheats, big on Germans. Uh, beers. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> so, uh yeah, so this is it's it's a white ale. It's fermented with what's called, I guess, Bell's signature house ale yeast mixing. Just has all these uh, spicy notes in it, uh, but not overwhelming, like I said. And uh, it has an addition to it is 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 their wheat malt, which lends a much smoother mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a classic. Well, <laughs> it tastes like a classic summer beer. Well. We'll just see what happens as the years go by if it becomes a classic. All right. But uh, it's tasty. Try it. And it's cheap. All right. Well, you know, in, in, in working with that theme and talking about the end of summer and, and summer barbecues and cookouts and things like that. So for me, this today, I decided because I felt like for some reason after watching Equalizer 2, I felt like uh, the character would be drinking some some Evan Williams bourbon and he'd actually be drinking it neat. But for the summer, for the purposes of summer, I would want to do like a, a raspberry lemonade, okay. you know, and, and just kind of put make a nice little lemonade punch, kind of like a Lynchburg lemonade kind of thing, but a little raspberry flavor this time, spice it up a little bit. But I chose Evan Williams, and Evan Williams is one of those classic old school bourbons from 1783. So it's been around for a long time. The blend and um, 
you know, it's just something when you want to, because you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money on your bourbons when you're mixing them in punches and, and, and drinks like that. So especially for a, like a large audience. But I think Evan Williams is the, is the perfect mix for that because it gives you that, you know, that caramel, that sweet corn flavor that you like from a bourbon, you know, a little, uh, little bit of pepper to it. But it's, it's good. It's, it's nice and tasty and it makes a good lemonade. So Absolutely. I would definitely drink it. Sounds tasty. Yeah, it is good. You have to try it. I um, have to and try it mixed actually I tasted a little bit of it along with some of Tawana's beer and it's a, it's a great compliment actually. Is it really? Yeah, I think you should try it. Well, I'm going to take a sip when you're talking. Like Absolutely. <laughs> so let's 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 chop up these let's movies chop it a little up. bit. So would we say equalizer first? Let's talk right? about equalizer. Okay, so we we continue on with this this you know, fanfare of the summer, and what is better in summer than mindless films that feel like just action packed and just a really raucous good time, right? Like mm-hmm. fun ride. So anyway, um, big fans of Denzel, I think we are, right? Oh yeah, I like uh, and so we continue with the series of <laughs> Equalizer Two. So it's a sequel to the first one. If you haven't seen it, it's not necessary, but I highly recommend it. So as we started off the synopsis of it is Robert McCall, played by Denzel Washington, serves as an unflinching uh, justice for the exploited and the oppressed, but how far will he go when that is someone he loves? Okay. Yeah? So... Kind of like a revenge drama. Um, yeah, because it wasn't initially. The original one wasn't touted as a revenge drama. It was kind of like... <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I can't even describe it as Robin Hood because he didn't steal it. He was like a fighter for he the people. He was just like a fighter man. for the people, common man, kind of went around mm-hmm. helping folks. And, <laughs> as a Lyft driver. But in this series, <laughs> this particular uh, film, it's a Lyft driver. Yeah. Last one, he was working in like a Home Depot-esque yeah, very weird. type of it's place. weird, the, the, the connections they Well, make. because if you think about it, I mean, I think they're smart, but if you think about it, these are people that are easily forgotten about, that easily fade into the background. So it's easy to say, oh, he was a Lyft driver. How many Lyft drivers are it? You know, like, eh. Well, I, I, what I, I thought see. was cool about it was how he was listening to people's stories as they were riding in the back. Well, yeah. Well, as as a Marine captain right, um, who was in some sort of special forces, um, I would assume that's... Part of his training, he's always aware of his surroundings, surroundings and yeah. the information he retrieves from it. So, you know, I guess that's how he picked up on people randomly needing his help. Yeah, and it was weird. He kind of had like a, a sixth sense. It was kind of like very Spider-Man-ish. Oh, yes. Well, that's his thing, though. <laughs> he he seems to be, you know, a very gifted right. killer. Right. But in a sense, he, you know, he goes through some trauma in, in the first and in the second in which... He just brings it all back, and it's, I guess it seems like it's his way of paying forward uh, for all the trauma he's caused right. in the name of the country. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and sure. also just uh, his way of, like, I guess, keeping his wife's memory alive, who seemed to be the conscience, conscious of his life, in a yeah. sense, you know? But, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua. Uh, who is by far one of my favorite directors. He's had so many things. Uh, he redid The Magnificent Seven, his Equalizer, Training Day, Olympus Has Fallen. Um, I've been a fan of his since... He did Southpaw. Uh, I was a fan of his since... Um, he did The Call. Oh, wow. And King Arthur. But not the one that just left. It was a 
one from 2004. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. You you know what's funny? Mm. The last time I guest engineered Mm. on the show, he directed the film that you guys were talking about. What did we do? Didn't he direct the the film with Halle Berry? Yeah, The Call. The Call? The Call. Yeah, Yeah, The Call was the last episode that I I guest engineered on. Look at that. Wow. Oh, and yeah. shout out to Kevin Fairchild. Yes. He's here Welcome, sitting Kevin. in for Alex today. Thank, thank you, you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for Kevin for being here. Filling in for the bum that is Alex. Ha, ha. Call me whenever you do a Fuqua film. That's fine. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure. Exactly. Um, so you had a, yeah. you had more love for this than I actually did. I, I kind of felt like until the action build up, I was a little bored with it. I kept waiting for it. Like it started out really strong, mm-hmm. and then there was that lull. In the, in really? the middle, and I just felt like there was a lull. I didn't feel any lull. And I was just like, okay, well, what, here we let's let's get this going. And then it, it then it built up, and then I was like, okay, now now I'm into it. But I was just like, mm, you know, because Denzel, you know, Denzel is a, is an outstanding actor. Yes, he is, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if this is necessarily the role for him. I like him. I like him doing what he had to do, and hit the fight scenes were great. The action scenes were. Well, outstanding, but there was that. There were those moments, you know, where he was the the father figure, the neighborhood guy, where he was imparting some I information. I think that they added that to give him a little more flesh. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Especially because they were they were also trying to say something about um, blacks and culture. Yeah. I mean, because they they mentioned uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name, and I'm so sorry, Tahishi. Uh, Tanashi Coates. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, Tanashi. Um, and his book. Right. Between mm-hmm. uh, me. Between me and the world. Between the world and between me. Between the world and me. Good great Lord. book. Pick it up, Which folks. is a great book, yeah, even though I've butchered it. Um, Apology. Pick it up, Please. folks. I'll post it on the <laughs> Facebook page. We will. We'll put, a, we'll, put a, we'll put a picture of it up, too, because yeah, we both have read it. It's a great book. I need to read it again. But, and Tanasi Coates used to live in my apartment, so yeah, I feel exactly. a special kinship so You to feel him. a special kinship to right. him. Exactly. But, um, but I feel like that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, they, they, definitely, had a, they definitely had a... A moment where they were trying to impart some wisdom to this young kid from the neighborhood, and I like that part of it. But yeah. I just like there was just some moments when it was like, okay, I get it. Let's just jump right into it. And when they when they really went when in, when they jumped in, they jumped they in. They really went in, and that's what Fuqua is known for in his yes. work because his his action sequences are I always mean, good. Fuqua does a lot of different types of films. To be honest, he does some drama, he does some suspense, he does action films. Um, He's he's done army films, Tears of the Sun. Yeah, well, he's, it definitely you know the, he, the whole sequence has, with, the, with the force, yeah, the force in the film that when it moved into that area, it yeah. definitely felt like an army film. Well, he has a very well rounded, um, he's a very well rounded director, and I think yeah, I've been a fan of his since the Replacement Killers, which was very John Woo esque, mm-hmm. and they shot he went he actually studied a little in China. And so he picked up a lot of that, their sort of crime, um, thriller vibes, right. um, crime dramas, murder mystery shit. Well, you know, I, le- I loved I how just, the film unfolded. I learned, yeah. how, I loved how we learned what was really going on. Mm. That was that was cool to yeah. me. And, you know, it wasn't just in your face, even though I kind of felt, you know, you had a feeling about some of the people, well, it was, but you didn't yeah. really know for sure. And then it just kind of revealed itself. And I, I, I like how that happened. Yeah, well, I like how they revealed the bad guy. Although I suspected 
the guy who turned out to be the villain. I just mm-hmm. didn't su- suspect the what, the story behind exactly. what happened exactly and why this had all taken place. But I thought I thought it was pretty good. I mean, and speaking in the part about, I'm gonna I'm just gonna reference it as the death scene uh-huh. when he's describing to the young man um, who was in the film. His name actually is. Ashton Saunders, mm-hmm. he was in Moonlight. Yeah, I remember right? him. Remember, he was uh, he was the teenage. He version. was the older version. Mm-hmm. Cheyenne. Older he teenager. was Chiron. Chiron. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the. He wasn't black. Black was the older one. Right. Um, but he was like the middle he one. He was the teenage version. Yeah. But anyway, he was very good, and I thought he was he was a good actor. Uh, and so I referenced this as a death scene because he was trying to convince him, uh, you don't really know what death is. And he did it in a and what what could be seen as a brutal way, but he wanted to impart in him that life is more than the surface. Life is more than the short come up, the 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 quick way. Life requires choices. It requires it requires work, mm-hmm. um, and and you have to make that choice. And I and I, I really liked that. I thought it was. It it felt to me like a wonderful teaching moment, and it took it took me out of what was happening there. I'm not trying to make it overly, <laughs> yeah, like dramatic, but it, it took me out of a out of a, out of the whole the movie as a whole for a second, which was you know action, but not. It wasn't just this blatant like uh, Sylvester Stallone old eighties style action piece. It 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 was intelligently done. I thought, and I just. Like Denzel in this so much. I, I think Denzel is a really brilliant actor. I don't think we can dispute that at all. No, no. And I think that he plays his roles very smartly. And for, for me, on a personal level, I don't know what it is about Denzel. He always reminds me of my dad. Mm. It's their walk. It's their talk. It's that whole swag they got. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it just it reminds me of my father so much that I... I I always take it in. I think more than I think others normally do. Well, see, that was your that was your attraction to it. That was what you know just slowed it down a little bit too much for me. Because like I, I just wanted to keep mm-hmm. going. I wanted to stay in the action, crime, violence mode right. that it was it's supposed to be in. I, I know where they were going with it, and I appreciate it as a black man and this older black man trying to impart some wisdom on this young mm-hmm. this young kid, but. When I'm watching this kind of movie, I want to see people killed up, chopped up, shot down, whatever you're going to do. Let's just do it. I'll I'll get that lesson, the life lesson, in another movie. But sure, sure. I mean, he... I get... Like I said, I get what, what you get from it. Right. But for me, it just... I just wanted... I wanted mindless entertainment. And, and, right. But, but I also got a lesson. You know what I mean? I was right, like, right, okay, right. That's, that's cool. And, I, and like I said, I get it, but it, it kind of took me... Away from the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. Me personally, just watching it as a viewer, looking for a, a crime drama. Right. I mean, I understand that. You know, and that's, just, that's it, not to say it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was some cool information that was imparted, and I, and I hope. And you know, sometimes it's one of those situations where you learn something in the oddest of places. Right, right, right. Well, definitely, and I think that's part of filmmaking. Right. You know, it's kind of like. Watch what the hand is doing while we are doing other things behind the curtain. It's right. it's it's all about just sort of like manipulating the audience 
pulling them in for one aspect and giving them something else in the process. Right. I'm curious to see if the franchise is going to continue. If like there's going to be a, a there's going to be a third. One. You think so? There's going to be a third for sure. I think the third will be the end. Mm-hmm. Um, because the way this ended, um, he sort of. S- healed some of these demons that they've been mentioning loosely about. Right. Um, uh, his whole past trauma with his wife, and we never even knew about his past military record. No. Uh, they mentioned it more, which I was yeah, happy about. Yeah, I love about, how they seeded all that in there. Because we definitely didn't know anything about that. And the first one, we just knew he was kind of like this magical pre-trained guy who right. was a killer. You could assume he was in the military of some sort. Yeah. Or some kind of special forces special forces mm-hmm. guy, but that they never really mentioned much about it. It was all about him, just being. It was him trying to get lost in the world, and trying to memorialize his wife through this list of a hundred books that she was going to read, right? And never got to finish. So he read. All the books on the list. And I loved how they did Native Son, how they referenced yeah, Native Son. Yeah, well. Native Son was that. really brilliant. I mean, I thought, see, this is what I'm saying. I thought they had a lot of, like, really fun, intricate ways of, like, adding black culture into this yeah. and paying homage now that true. That's to it. True. I mean, Coates' book, and Native Son. And considering the fact that, you know, The Equalizer was a, a television show from the early 80s with an older British white guy. You know, yeah, it's, it's come well, a long way. Alba's about to be the new James Bond. Things are changing. Well, actually, I heard that was all smoke and mirrors. It's I not don't know about a conversation. that. Here's so, a smoke and mirrors, Kevin? Yeah, it's not is even that what it's it not is? a real thing. I would hope. But, you know, they, they seeded social media for a couple of days with the talk. And, you know, well, everybody's been, been wanting him. The, Everybody wants him to be anyway. Well, the first time they did it, it was like there was a whole uproar. How could a black guy be James Bond? Yeah, I was going to say, not everyone is no. happy, would no, be no, happy no. with that choice. Yeah, no, of course. And were. I have a feeling it's a, they can float it out there saying, oh, it's going to be Idris Elba. And then that way, no matter who they cast instead of him. Yeah. It would seem good. Yeah. Like a yeah. wise choice. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. He has my vote. He has my vote. Yeah. And they keep changing the James Bond so much. The only common factor is that they're white men. Or usually white British men. Or Scottish men. Well, they're always, yeah. yeah. They're always like white European men in some way. Yeah, it's always going to be that. Um, But, I mean, the guys guys have been tall. They've been short. They've Mm -hmm. been skinny. They've been wide. Well, you know. But they've all sort of been still James Bond. We were all still just about The funny thing about uh, the current Bond is he's the brawling Bond. He's not that. You know, typical... Well, he's supposed to represent the young yeah. version of Bond. Well, I don't know if he's representing the young version, because he's not really that young. No, I mean, young in terms of immaturity. He's taking... He can, he can take a punch. Yeah, he can take a most punch. most of the Bonds in the past. He's, he's, he's been Daniel pretty Craig. immature in a lot of what he does. But Daniel Craig is, is a killer actor, so I'm happy for him. But, you know, yeah, like I said, course. as he transitions on, I think it'll be great for Idris or some other actor to jump into it. Why not? Why, Why not, not shake it up? Because eventually, they don't, they don't, eventually but... there'll be a female Bond... I think in intro because that with with Daniel Craig they sort of rebirth the whole Bond yep. thing, yeah. and I think that would actually would have been sort of the perfect time to right. bring in someone like Idris Elba to I be th- able to I say like this be. is the total rebirth of this character into something completely. And it felt new. like they were trying to take a chunk out of the Bourne series too. Yeah. So yeah. it was like ah, don't forget we were here first, yeah, right. you know. But I wanted to speak a little bit about uh, the cinematography okay. of the film. Um, the Equalizer 2. Equalizer 2. Mm-hmm. Oliver Wood uh, is the DP. Um, and he's done a lot of films. 
that you might recognize. Speaking of the Bourne films, he's done the Bourne Ultimatum. He did Face Off. He did silly stuff like uh, Step Brothers, dramas like Rudy, but he's done a lot of action like Jack Reacher, uh, Equalizer 1 and 2. Um, Chow 44 was just kind of like a, a little bit of a period piece. Two Guns. Anyway, so I, I really did appreciate... Um, a lot of the action films, especially there was a 360 car moment when the car and the camera were spinning simultaneously, which I love this new brilliant way of shooting. It's very reminiscent of what they did in Atomic Blonde, so I'm giving them all the props because it seems like they started a lot of it, and that right. came from John um, John Wick as well. Right. So they've been doing a lot with that, and I thought that was really that interesting. That fight scene in the car was fucking fantastic. Fight scene in the car was fucking fantastic. You could, I, it was just that's, like, that's the same, that's the same part. It just kept yeah, going. It and ends it's like, with the 360. Yeah, it was beautiful. And, and, and it was just like seamlessly done. It just, for me, Denzel seemed so comfortable in that role. Yeah, like, he did. It was seamless. He didn't seem like, oh, wait, I'm trying too hard, you know. I just... Dig what um, Antoine does in terms of action films. Like I said, he did Replacement Killers, and if you've ever seen Replacement Killers, uh, Mira Savino is in it. Uh, a few other folks. Just really check it out. I think it, it was a nicely done action film, and if you're a fan of John Woo films, you should definitely check it out. But anyway. Um, so I'm just happy to see also Antoine so comfortably ensconced in his craft as well. He he seems to um, do very well just jumping from genre to genre. And uh, with this series, I, I can see where he's coming from in terms of like his vast array of, of genres. And I just hope that uh, he continues because he feels like... Some of his stuff can feel a little spikish, not in the terms of like heavily political stuff, but in terms of how he uses his craft and the variety of things he does in it. Mm-hmm. So I really like it. So I'm hoping his stuff is going to stay recognizable. Like, do I speak and say Scorsese, Spike? I mean, I, you can tell you can tell his films if you if you like his work. So I'm hoping that that stays within it. Well, I'm sure I'm sure he will because you know he's building his his repertoire of, of films. And his well, he's body been doing work. it for a while, so, so it's always he's be definitely there. and he's he's a he's very much like um, like Scorsese where he's like the chill director. He's you never see him on the front of covers. You never see him boasting. What am I trying to say? Boasting about his work. Mm-hmm. You never see him being very outlandish. I, I mean, you hardly see him photographed. So it's just like he lets his work speak for itself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great that he does that. Because he could, I mean, he's married to Lena Vachon. He could like kind of be like, oh, I'm the celebrity guy. But he doesn't really do that. And he just lets his work speak for itself. And I really like that. So to wrap this up, if you like Denzel, you like Antoine, and you like sort of like uh, Guardian Angel-esque. Kind of movies. Kind of movies. Yeah, it definitely felt like that. You know, speaking up for the little man, go see this. It's not a bad film. No, it wasn't. Um, and I think I think you'll enjoy it. Check it out. Yeah, you know, I like it too. I mean, I enjoyed it for, enjoyed for it. film's sake. That's all that's necessary. And I think that, you know, it was a good one of those good summer clicks that, you know, get away from the big 
action sequences of of you know costume dramas and stuff like that, but yes. you know with superheroes. But at least this one was a, a, an interesting story, and, and you know had that whole military component, which I thought was kind of cool, and how they played it because it wasn't in your face, and then all of a sudden it just kind of evolved. Right. And so I think it was cool, and I lo- I loved the guy from Game of Thrones. I thought he was a good yeah, he bad was good, and he's always oh, good. He was a good bad movies. guy as well. There so, were, you know, yeah, there was a lot. And hey, I definitely recommend it. And uh, check it out, you know, check it out when you got something else to do. And yes. uh, it'll definitely be all over HBO. I can just see it on TV right oh, now. Oh, it for sure be that and Segway. So, yeah. we'll Mission Impossible. Yeah, definitely. So, now, let's move on, on to another to, uh, big action. Big, it's so big, sequence. you can't see this on Movie Pass. Yeah. At all, it was. They crazy. won't pay for it because they know they will lose money hand over fist. Yeah. It's so incredible. But you know, that's a talk for another time. And you <laughs> know, we've been we've been waiting for Mission Impossible because we've been talking about it ever since the trailer started feeding out in the yeah. early in the winter. Well, I'm a big fan of Mission Impossible. Have seen yes, every single is. one of them, even though you know, not a huge fan of Crazy as Tom Cruise, but I love his ass in Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah, was- and I think these films are over always so cleverly done in terms of like the stunts. He is a badass stuntman. He's doing a lot of his. Yeah. He does a lot of his own stunts in this. Yeah. Primarily because he's a producer and he can. Yeah, he, he can get he away can get with the, it. Because normally get I don't know insurance. how they would even. I, that's my biggest thing. Every time I hear that, it's like I want to know who's underwriting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I bet you it's because he's a producer that he could maybe get that. No, still no? someone out there is writing a, a huge check. Well, it check. could be Scientology. It's it could be. Check. I don't know, but someone because I cannot imagine having I to mean, insure him to do the his helicopter stunts. shit alone should have yeah. killed the film. Yeah. Because he was riding on bikes, cars. Helicopters. The running scenes and him jumping off the, the running buildings scenes, and shit. him jumping. Yeah. But he's that's like his fifth time doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was hanging off of a mountain once. So when he hung off one in this one, I was like, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever, like, dude. What, we'll bring but the, the helicopter was the shit. Yeah. But anyway, Henry Cavill, I have to say, oh, wait. outstanding. I'm gonna just say this real quick. I'm very, very gay. Outstanding. He was outstanding. want a man at all. But I was feeling a little straight because <laughs> Henry Cavill. You've been feeling him for a minute. Oh though. my God, with the <laughs> face! First of all, I gotta think about beards, and I don't know what that's about. It's my dad. He always had a beard. But let's let's I digress. Yes. He's so fucking manly, and every time he punched someone, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> why are you such a man right now? And I mean, I got a girlfriend and everything, and I don't understand what I was doing. I felt like I was betraying her. You were in your feelings. That's I was okay. in my feelings. But I'm okay. I'm, a, I'm but, back. But you know the beauty, of, the beauty of the film, and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm really, I was really surprised that one Cruz would cast him or allow him to be cast next to him. But he's confident, I guess, in his abilities because he's a big man in comparison Huge. to how how Tom Cruise is kind of short. But it was it's just kind of interesting, and it was a good playoff. And, yeah, right, I was and then the say team that. played the, it off. The team with you know Simon Pegg and and Vin Rain. Vin Rains. They're just they're yeah. just they could literally step into those roles at right. any time. And then and, they and added it. this girl um, Rebecca Ferguson, who was in the previous one. Yeah, she was good. She plays Elsa. I like her. And they brought back the old villain. Yeah, I like Solomon that. Lane. Yeah, I like that. So one. I mean, I and Angela Bassett. Right, oh, was in know. it as Angela's badass, badass. She's head badass. of everything. Right, she's badass. Black woman is god. Right, situation. She's badass. <laughs> but in this one, so okay, so we started a little bit, but you know, if you're unfamiliar, Ethan Hunt and played by Tom Cruise and his IMF team, 
uh, along with some familiar allies, race against time after a mission has gone wrong. To save the world, of course. What else are they going to do? Uh, <laughs> so, like we were just saying, Cable is uh, one hell of a man. <laughs> Brute strength, chiseled chin, scruffy face. I might have turned while I was in there. Okay. <laughs> right. But I, I'll, I digress yes. and like, say. I think we all have those people where, you know, like, yeah, I mean, there, there's certain women that I would just, I'd, I'd have to think twice about turning, you know? It's wow, like, it's, it's, really? Yeah, uh, we got to have a conversation later. Right? About a couple. <laughs> so, but, but you know what was interesting <laughs> about the movie? Because unlike you, I've watched all of these movies. Like, I've seen every single one I've of them. I've seen every Impossible, one. But. I wasn't necessarily in tune with the story because to me the story really doesn't mean anything. It's just like you have a bad guy. It's the, never really the world's about the story because they're never that complex. Right. The world's going to end and I'm just waiting on the action sequences to roll out. Because it's all about how he gets out of the trouble, mm-hmm. not about right. how he got into it right. or what was the bad. Because I don't really give a shit that plutonium was floating around the world and right. this secret agency. And I wanted to see who was going to pull a mask this, off. You know, I was just waiting yeah, on Yeah, you were just waiting well, to see you know? how it starts, mm-hmm. how he gets out of trouble, and how it ends. Right. And then they threw in a few old people that we hadn't seen for a little bit. And you were like, oh, but fuck you. We're not really interested in you because we're down for Elsa. Right. But, you know, Simon Pegg always has his little silly he, little He's remarks. always got his little lines and, you know... And you know, pause the thing for a about, second. What's going on with Ving Rhames' face? He's he's old. Is he drinking? What's happening? He's, he's puffy. He looked very he's puffy, puffy and bloated. As fuck! His face is puffy. Skin is bad. Skin is bad, and nose is enormous. High definition is not good for everybody. Just to I let hope he's know. not a drunk. This is all I'm saying. I hope but he's I, okay. I actually because I like the you, Ving. Thing. I was like, there are too many. <laughs> Welcome to the Bourbon and Beer Podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, we talk shit all the time. Beer, bourbon, and beer. not drunk. But you know, the, the whole <laughs> exactly. thing is, it was just like they were. I, all I kept feeling when I watched this was I watched it with a friend, and I was like, there are just too many close-ups of Ving Rhames. I was like, please stop going so close yeah. in his face. Like, too many close-ups. We can really do a medium. That's good. Yeah. We don't need a close. I really like, felt I could, the same way. I can feel the emotion in a medium. <laughs> please stop going close-up on his face. Go close-up on her face. Right. Medium on his. Yeah. It was close-up established. Hard. And close some, up, of, some of Tom's close-ups weren't good either because Tom is actually finally showing his age. I'm going to just say something though. Tom's hair is fucking badass yeah, his hair in was this nice. film. He did have and nice hair. And so was Henry's. He had nice hair. Henry. <laughs> he did have some nice <laughs> hair in in the movie because but Tom was Tom knew Tom knows his angles and he was Tom working. Tom does know his angles. Apparently, Ving does not know his angles, but it's like well, okay. You know, Tom is the producer. He's like, wait. Video Village. Right. No, I'm not feeling that. Let's do yeah, this again. Right. <laughs> um, listen, can we get can we get hair? Get hair in. It was just perfect and it would just blow. It would blow, it would be like wet. Beyonce and shit. It would be <laughs> tight, it would be cold. Right. And it was beautiful every time. Yeah, but how much is that is is in post production? Because you know, as a producer, he's also sitting in post saying, Could you add just a few oh, more? I'm sure. Could you just he's move like, that a little? Yeah, he's probably like, I'm also, sure. can you cause he wasn't nudinous. He's been like shirtless a few times in these movies, and he wasn't shirtless in this one. Was, yeah. Well, you had Henry. He didn't have to be shirtless. Well, Henry Henry wasn't shirtless, and I but, was like, What are you gonna was, take? But that was the win. I'm sorry. And that <laughs> fight in the bathroom with the Asian dude. <laughs> I was just was about to say on fire. Well, he took off his jacket. I was like, wait, has he muscles? And I was like, wait, I'm gay. <laughs> I'm so gay. What's happening to me? 
Okay. It's so, funny. So it's funny to me. <laughs> you are having a moment. You are living your best. But look, I had the same moment with Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, you did. And yeah, you did. And somebody else. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay though. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> so basically, well, okay. Now, what I want to talk about in the movie yes. was the two women. Yes, Ilsa, Ilsa Faust, played by uh, Rebecca Ferguson, and who's the other one? The woman who played his wife. The woman who played, why she was barely in it, Michelle uh, Monaghan, Monaghan? Yeah, Monaghan. 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 She was, there was an interesting dynamic between the two of them, and it was just like, it was like they had this this knowledge of, oh yeah, we both slept with him. It was I that kind of thing, and it was like, well, you're the wife, but I'm the I'm the new. But but it they acknowledged each mm-hmm. other, and it was a little whisper. It was almost it was a sweet I moment know. between them, and I wanted to know what the whisper really? was. I wanted to know what the whisper was too, but I thought they would say, but they didn't. But she also said, Ilsa's also said, like, oh, I like her in listening in because mm-hmm. they were yeah. all linked up. Because they're the same kind of woman. They had the same kind of power. They're the same kind of woman, but Ilsa has a different type of power. She can always take care of herself as opposed to uh, his wife, Julia, couldn't always take care of herself. But she was in one of the films where he told her, listen, um, I just got shot and I'm going to pass out. So I need you to shock me with the paddles because she's a doctor. Yeah. Give me some adrenaline. I feel like that was in the third one. It's what is so this? What is this one? Like six? Yeah, I feel like anyway, it's so many it was like two, 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 uh, two films ago. Because mm-hmm. it was like him and her. Then he had to disappear. She had to disappear. Then it was Elsa. Right. Then it was this one. But anyway, so they were in China and something happens. He gets shot. And he's about to pass out. And so there was a killer coming, and he's explaining to her how to protect herself. And she brings him back just in time for him to like wake up and shoot the guy. Of course. And because she was about to shoot the guy, but she couldn't. And it was a whole thing. But she thanks <laughs> him. Impossible, y'all. Yeah, Mission Impossible. She <laughs> thanks him in this one for sort of like because he apologizes and says, "I'm so sorry. I, I, you know, gave you this life." And she's like, "No, you actually found me, and this is who I am now. And woman, hear me roar, and I'm a badass living everywhere." Right. But I was like, whatever. I'm about Ilsa, who fucked up dude and still saved Simon Pegg's life. Yeah, she did. I'm just saying. Great fight scene. Hook, great fight scene when they were when they were with the widow when they first met the white widow, who's oh, yeah. also kind of a little badass yeah, woman. Yeah, she is. Um, I see in the next movie it'll be more about her. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. I don't know between her and Elsa, but I think Elsa's gonna stick around, and I hope so. But yeah. I mean, there's a scene when Elsa jumps over this this like section of seats or whatever tables and like hooks this guy with her leg slams right. him to the ground yeah. recovers and is just like you think you're welcome right. I was just like bitch there's a lot going on what is movies. happening with you, you know, I was waiting on I was waiting on Jeremy Renner to show up or, or, or Paula Patton's characters like no. they've never showed them but no, I feel like they could pop up in the next one because there's there's room mm. for other people they could it's, it's I mean because I didn't expect Alec Baldwin Oh, that was I don't good. even he remember was good him. In this too. Yeah, he was really, he and was his really hair good. was looking Perfect. great too. Perfect. First of all, shots out to hair on hair this film. Y'all hair were and makeup y'all was were killing doing the it. Best work in this film. I didn't even notice wardrobe, <laughs> but I noticed hair. <laughs> Alec Baldwin's hair was crazy too. I was like, what? Everybody got good hair. Everybody got good hair. I mean, the girls were were okay. The blonde had good hair too. Yeah, she did. 
don't know. She did. I mean, this seems useless and frivolous information. No, but it's important because but it's important it's the for the look of the remember. film. <laughs> remember, it's important. This is what they're selling. They're selling and a they, look, and they spent so much money because and they, they made in, it back. They were in so many places. You know, they were in, they were in France. They were in, in England. In they, London, they were just traveling around. It was just, and then I'm not sure where they were talk, when they talk. were. Yeah, where whatever the hell that and was. That was like in the mountains, like. Mm, but Asia. it was beautiful, these landscapes. And it was yeah, just these like, mountains. And off the edge of the mountain. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. The, Almost you know, like Tibet. It's one, it's Maybe one they were somewhere near Tibet. It's one of those situations where you can see the money. You can see the you money. You know what I mean? When you're making a movie, Completely. you can see the money. But it doesn't bother you. You can right. see it, but it doesn't bother you. Because right. like some of the stunts, you're like, wow. Really, dude? You just going to hang off of the back of a motherfucking helicopter? Right. Is that what you're doing? Right. <laughs> Is that is this? So I didn't learn the rope tricks that you doing in this film. Right. In high school, I learned that. Right. Because <laughs> you making it seem like you just climbing a rope and smacking a bell. Right. But you're thousands of feet off the ground. Absolutely. <laughs> just climbing in like it ain't no shit. And there were moments I was looking for moments to see like exactly how Tom Cruise's face would be close up within the stunt. Right. And you could clearly see his face. Yeah, it was him. And I was like, it was you can even see his like struggle to do the physical acting. And I was like, bravo for you, right. Mr. Scientology. It ain't making me switch. He's like 56 years old, but he was you, doing it. You were killing this in terms of like the work. I mean, I thought He's I liked doing it. it. It was explosive, nonstop action, uh, packed film full of intrigue, low espionage. You know, I personally like to see these, um, and we'll see them again. I thought right. the stunts were amazing. The fight scenes were extra. Shots to Henry. <laughs> Shout, out. Shout out to Henry Cavill. Shots to Henry. One of the- these, sorry, one of these days I really want someone to make, and it has to be some independent film, right. but I want to see the story of the people who have to clean up after, after all, all these massive car crash sequences yeah, yeah. and all these blowing things up. I yeah. want like what happens? What happens when you actually have to rebuild an entire neighborhood and that's blown up right. by that should be a dot. Right after you do that shot. Oh like there's, what do we do? There's now? an idea for you. That's that's a total like like <laughs> fake doc to be able to just like to telling the story of the people who are like Again with the Ethan Hawk. I right. mean, right, right. <laughs> I bet you it was so. I, bet you oh, people, I totally would. People will watch it on Netflix all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah it's like, sure. oh my god, this was. And but you can do a variety of films. Yeah. Horrors. Right. Exactly. Right. Actions. Yeah. Fire sequences. And it was. It was just. You know what was so nice about it was that it would just kind of happen. Like there'd be the car crash, and then just it would move right into the next scene. Right. You, you didn't even linger in it. It was just like <laughs> no. It boom, would be like next a fight scene boom, in the bathroom. Next the bike race right. around France. Then right. it was a car race around right. France, and then ah, shout out to Tom Cruise again for rising. To the occasion of the stunt work. Right. I'm the, Helicopters, bikes, cars, me. and fight scenes. You right. deserve all the credit. And you know what I love, too? I love the that underwater scene with the bad guy in the in the truck. Yeah, that was really, really nice, Just too. how that water came toward him, and he was... And you could see him as the actor. Fully just, exhale. Right, he was and prepping then inhale. for it. Yeah. It and was really good. It was just... There was a lot happening in that. And, and I went back to the previous film, the one where he was in... As the bad guy, just right. I wanted to rewatch it, but right. I didn't get a chance. I got, a, I saw a little bit of that, and I was like, okay, now I get now why you get he was such a badass. He was yeah, he killing was, people. He was up a horrible guy. Uh, smallpox and the whole thing. Right, right. But uh, so this was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, so do you think this is the type of film there that the Academy is talking about when yes. they're introducing? The yep, new negative. Probably for like special effects. 
um, sound. No, but it'll be, editing. No, but it's, I'm talking about the, the popular. Because oh, that's popular the new category. Oh, the new category. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what they this might, movie is for. Yeah. This movie, Black for this? Panther, and movies like this. Yeah, this Black Panther is what they're talking about. Well, because they can't deny that they exist. So. Well, my, my my question with that though is, how do you? I mean, just knowing what the Academy submission process is like, are the do you have to choose like which film gets nominated for what? I mean, right. that and is like it based on money, it's going to be. Yeah, a I don't know. That's like, yeah, or or are you just submitting saying we're submitting for the artsy award or we're submitting for the popular award. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a problem. It's definitely going to be a problem, and but I I'm almost sure think that it needs it to be based on money because if that's the case let's just base it on money because that's where the popularity contest comes in could right. be could be you know but it's 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 ugly to me it has an ugly ring to it yeah it does because to me all films are films I, I would almost rather just see them actually introduce like a comedy category or some yeah. other category in that way because I think comedies too are often left out of that conversation right. in the Academy you Awards. Never right. see a comedy up for Best Picture. Never see, and there are so many really great comedies yeah, that so are deserving of those. I think of so those too. Accolades. Yeah. Well, we want to thank Kevin so much for joining us thank today. You, Kevin. New school and shout out. New school. Hope y'all got jobs. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> oh no. Okay, drama. I'm traumatized. So, so episode thirty-one. Anyway, so episode thirty-one. About- we're going to do. Uh, Black Klansman. Yes, and I actually want to see Crazy Crazy Asian, the Crazy Asian movie. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, sure. so do I. You I want to see that. Crazy yeah. Rich Asian. Yeah, Crazy yeah. Rich Asian. Really? I'm, I'm yeah. really all about that. I'm curious because they're gonna see do it. they're gonna do what Black Panther did for Black yeah. people in the movie. Oh uh, yeah, and I'm I can excited see that. about that. Yeah, and then oh, I and I love to talk about a, an all Asian cast. Yeah. I'm very excited. about A genuine all Asian yeah. cast. So I think yeah. that's interesting. But yeah. the second film is Blind Spotting. Yes, Blind Spotting, which is from a young director out of the Bay Area. So yeah, keep it going. We're gonna check that out, but. Thanks so much, film fans, for tuning in. If you like this episode, please be sure to like, share, follow um, us on all our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud, where we host. And don't forget to use the hashtag, hashtag BBM Podcast. That's hashtag BBM Podcast. Thanks again, Kevin, for stopping by. See you later.